spoken about a number of points as far as the technique in the end goes. Still more to talk about. But I want to take a step back for a moment to understand the point of what we're trying to do. And that is, we've all had the opportunity to spend time in the best measures, maybe more, maybe less. So it's not like learning Torah of any level, something which is new to us. We've done. What's, what are the factors which connects a person to the learning? What are the factors which makes the person want to continue learning? So the MSR, there are three. The three factors which bring a person to the stage where First, not just learning because it's what everyone's doing or because they feel they have to do, but it's something that they want to do. And these three things are not dafka here, it's three, what I call kachas three drives within the human being, which one of the three will dictate everything a person does in his life. That's I'm not saying Islam, this is based on principles of Kabbalah, where these three drives come from. But the three primary, so to speak, factors which determine what a person does. And one of them, in any decision a person makes, one of them is going to be one of them is going to be active. And if we can in any one of them, so to speak, that's what's going to be the fact which brings us to learn, then we'll then we'll carry on learning. And we'll be Matsliach and learning and we'll want to learn. Because after but something a person only does because they feel they have to is not something a person is going to do for too long. Right? The, and this is not a chiddush, this is already brought down in the Gemara. And the, makes a person stay with something and continue with it and put effort into it. It has to be one of the three primary, like we said, one of the three primary motivating factors which makes people do things. Okay, so what are these three kinds? What are these three kinds of nefesh that are within a person? I'll take maybe five minutes to extend briefly what the three of them are. If there's time, I'll tell you where Chazal talk about it. And then we have to think about how do we find a fulfillment of any of these in our learning? And better, if we can find all three, that will be the best. Okay, so what are these three Pneumious, internal drives in the person? The first one, which again is in, in every person, and it's something which is a major factor in the decisions a person makes. The first one is the desire or the rotten for pleasure. The person wants to enjoy, the person wants to, uh, like, we say the rotten for hanaf, for tainus, to enjoy something. That's the first uh, drive within a person. People do what they enjoy doing. So when you enjoy something, you want to do it. No one has to force you. It's the internal drive in the person. Now, what does the person enjoy? It depends on one person of the day. For the person who enjoys eating, you don't have to make him eat. He wants to. For the person who enjoys playing sport, you don't have to force him to play sport. He wants to. For the person who enjoys sleeping, you don't have to get, force him to go to bed. He wants to. And same thing for anything else. If a person enjoys learning, then it's something he wants to do. So the first drive within a person is the drive for enjoyment, and if a person finds enjoyment in something, he'll want to do it. 
that's where he feels the sense of tishmak, the sense of pleasure. The second drive in a person is, again, exists in every person, the question is just where it's going to express itself, and that is the drive for individuality. Every person is an individual, every person is different, and every person wants to feel special, wants to feel I'm needed, wants to feel I'm unique, wants to feel there's something I can do that no one else can do, wants to feel this is where I can make my mark, whatever, whatever lotion you want to put it into. And again, it's not a bad drive, it's a human drive. It exists within every person, and this is a mission. Just like the first thing I said, the drive for pleasure, it's a shown. As we start off, a person is only created in to look for pleasure. So the second point, the drive for individuality, is a mission. The person to say, the world is here for me. Not for anybody else. There's something unique about me. There's something different about me. And therefore, what a person feels, that's his. The person feels only he can do. The person feels this is my project, this is my ability, and I'm the one who can do this and nobody else can. So that's one of the strongest motivating things for somebody to do something. Maybe you feel, what's the big deal? It's me, something special, anyone can do it. So, you know, I don't have to put effort into it, then you're not going to do it. If you feel, this is my niche, this is my, this is my skill set, this is my place, this is my opportunity. So like in any, in any other area in life, it's going to be like that. If a person feels that in learning also, so that's going to be the second factor which keeps them learning. Because there's something different. There's something unique that he's doing. The third drive in a person is something which is within every person, but it takes a certain amount of time until a person realizes it. The drive for pleasure is there as soon as a baby's born. Uh, a baby finds pleasure in eating or in being like wrapped warmly in blankets, I don't know what it is, physical pleasure of whatever nature. The baby translates eating, drinking, comfort as pleasure, and that's the first drive that comes. And the person stays with their drive the whole life. It might change what gives them the pleasure, but the drive is always there. The drive for being an individual comes later in life. A baby or even a little child doesn't appreciate that yet. When a person gets to the age where they become an adult, and they start to feel, what's different about me? Why am I, why, what, what, why am I different to other people? What makes me special? What can I do? It's just my, what's going to be my direction? Okay, that comes. At a later stage, and that's also, like I said, a very strong drive in a person. It's his individuality. The third drive in a person comes sometimes later in life, but when it comes, it's the strongest one. And that is the drive to do something meaningful. The drive for meaning. And that is that most people deep down feel that just to go through life in order to eat and drink and sleep and eat and drink and sleep and eat and drink and sleep. And even if I have no needs taken care of, but there's no meaning in that. And therefore a person looks to do something with their want life to be meaningful. And people will do extreme things to find meaning. And then once again, that's a drive which can be used well or can be used badly. Right? People can find meaning in all kinds of stupid things. And people can find meaning in something real. But the desire to feel that there's something meaningful that I'm doing, I'm not just going through life without doing anything, is a very strong factor which makes people do things. It makes people be more selfish. It makes people give up their life. It makes people just dedicate themselves to whatever cause it's going to be because they find in that a sense of meaning. Okay, so like I said, so there are three primary drives within the human being. By the way, I'm not coming from psychology, I'm coming from, this is, uh, I'm coming from a kind of detail. It explains where these drives are sourced in the person in the roughness terms. But now, now that I've told you the secret, 
people only do things when they're fulfilling one of these syndromes. When a person dies, and it's not because he's forced to do it, it's one of these three reasons. In other words, if a person, let's say, people who spend time on sports, just for example, athletics, or anything like that, is either they're going to do it because they enjoy it, they enjoy the physical activity, they enjoy the release of energy, whatever it's going to be, or because they feel they're good at it, so it's their place to shine. So this, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to get a goal, I'm trying to, to win the game or the tournament, whatever it's going to be. You find meaning in that, it's a bit more difficult, but okay, let's say I'm going to be able to do that also. People work with, people put effort into their jobs, not just because they want to get a salary in the month. The kind of work we're always interested in this salary is, is a very low motiva- motivation as a worker. He does what he has to do, with the minimum effort that he has to put into it, uh, with the minimum, so to speak, expense of time, because I'm just my salary, so I don't really care about what I'm doing. Somebody who's really motivated, even in his job, is going to have these reasons. Either he enjoys what he does, or that he wants to excel. He wants it to be, he wants it to be successful. He wants it to be unique. Or he feels he's doing something meaningful, in which case it's worth it for the result. One of the three. You can think of it. If a person's going to put time, effort, energy into something and he wants it to work, it has to. It'll have to find one of these three categories. Okay. So that's okay. So that's like done. Then let's revisit learning. Let's revisit learning. And uh, let's now go, like I said, take a step backwards and let's look back at the reasons why other people, sooner or later, besides they've, had, they've done their, their time in the West Village, they want to leave, whatever reason it is. And invariably, the reason people look to leave the West Village are not because they're going to say, we really need to get a pronounce, we really need to get a degree, whatever it is. If a person is really enjoying their learning, then it doesn't become a factor. That's the excuse when the person is looking for a reason to leave. And if a person is looking for a reason to leave, it's one of three reasons. Either they're not enjoying learning, they don't get the handle from it. So that's the case, it doesn't fulfill the first need, that a person is looking to enjoy something. Or they don't feel there's anything special about their learning. So, that, so they, don't, they haven't found their place in it. And if that's the case, so then. Like, I'm sure I have so many other people, like, I don't think I'm being different to anybody. This doesn't feed my sense of, like, what's, what's, what am I doing different? What's special about my life? Or, this is a tragedy, a person doesn't see meaning in it. He doesn't see there's something meaningful or something which is worthwhile. And not necessarily because the person doesn't think the terror is worthwhile, but the person doesn't think his learning is worthwhile. Because it's, and this is a common thing people feel, what have I got of it? What did I get out of it already? Yes, I, I spent a year, two years, three years in the yeshiva. I sat inside, I learned. Now what have I got out of it? What do I know? What do I remember? And uh, therefore, if I was somebody who knew everything and Taka was becoming a big one of one day, then I would see there's some meaning to what I'm doing. If I don't see any result, I don't see any meaning. So I don't feel there's any point in it. I can't fault the person who feels like that because that's the way they feel. They feel it's Taka going to be very hard to understand it. That's why one of the primary reasons for this year was to try and prevent, from the beginning, from the start in the first year, prevent that happening. 
Because Adrab, if a person can enjoy their learning, it's their Adrab, they want to learn. It's not something which I have to do because the Mushkiya is chasing me or because I feel that it's, I'm, 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 I have to do what I'm told to do. It's something you want to do. And the test of if you want to do it, you have to do it, is what do you do when you don't have to? What do you do in Shabbos? What do you do in your free time? What do you do in money? Right? Is it possible, yes, that a person learns because he enjoys learning? That's what Rabbi tells us, not once, tens of times a day. Tayyip Taras Bechama Alfa Zava Kasi. Moab to Taras Bechama Alfa it's something I enjoy. It's something I want to do. Okay. So the first thing we have to look at is where does the person, what does the person need to do to make learning something they enjoy? What do you do to make learning something you enjoy? There's two Mahalchim how to do this. The one which is more popular today, especially in America. And the second way. The first way is that Nachshava goes, that a person enjoys the, the intellectual, so to speak, give and take of it. And therefore, to argue the or to, 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 to handle the sugya, or to discuss the chilok, or whatever it's going to be, something which is basically an intellectual exercise. And that is that we can discuss it, we can debate it, we can think about it, we can ask, we can answer. That's what brings a person a certain intellectual enjoyment. And that's why the, there was a focus in a lot of places that if you want guys to get a geschmack, enjoyment out of learning, so you've got to focus on that chalik of it. Sometimes the exclusion of everything else. Mm-hmm. Even in the style of Eon, that is, it's more focused on uh, uh, providing a platform for people to discuss, to argue, to think, to, uh, no, to use their minds. Like I said, there are those places where that became the focus, and that became the only focus. All three stories a day, that's every, the, the, the learning is, um, that kind of even discussion. I can't say on people who enjoy it. But there's a problem with it. And that is, the enjoyment is immediate, not long term. The enjoyment is immediate because at the time, when you go into an argument, you think of a nice idea, you have a good question, whatever it is, then you feel that kashmak, you feel that enjoyment that you're into the circuit. The problem with that is, is that the, 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 the enjoyment is only In other words, when a person afterwards, like, afterwards, okay, tachis, so this week, what do we come out with? What did we get out of it? So then, when a person is not in the situation of actually arguing with Sukkot, or discussing the point, he doesn't have the enjoyment. That's why there's a different track, which is the point of his vital. And it's coming from the Gemara. Again, the same Gemara always, never desire that test. When does a person have simcha in his learning? When does a person have enjoyment in his learning? How does a person feel that sense of, I'm enjoying this? Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbah, my lips said, Simcha leish, what was the simcha for a person? For man epif. But the answer is Rishlan is math. If a person has an answer when he's asked a question, it gives him a good feeling. When someone comes to ask you a shayla and you're strewing a lance, not only that, you can tell them exactly which dap it's on. Right? And not just once, and twice, and three times, and four times. That gives you a feeling of simcha leish. It gives a person a feeling of happiness. I know. And I walk. I can answer. I can explain. I understand. I remember. So, 
Let's call this a longer-term simcha in learning. A longer-term gashmak that a person gets from learning is the fact that he knows learning. He knows. And when he's asked the question, like the Gemara says, the of the Material, so, um, I kind of remember something, something like that. On the spot, I know straight exactly what the answer is. Every time, it just reinforces the good feeling. I know, I know, I know. And it's exactly the opposite. The more a person will get things, things which is meant to have learned and doesn't know, it just reinforces the negative feeling. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't remember anything. I feel like a failure. So the first look at it. We want to enjoy learning. Then the more we know well, the more we're going to enjoy and it's a cumulative process. It's true, if we start in the beginning, we haven't learned anything yet. We don't know anything. But anything we learn and we know, it's a cumulative process. Because the more we know, the more we can add to it, the more of a gishmak it is. I said that it's a, this was one of the reasons for it. Uh, when you finish the Gemara, go over that. This might be a few lines at first. But it builds, and then it's an amber. And then it builds, and then it's a dap. And then it's two dap. And then it's four dap. And then it's five dap. And if a person knows six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and more, 15, 20, 35 dap, well, and then each time it builds and it, it, it adds to that feeling of Shmak, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm getting something. I speak to Rashiv and other Yeshiva. Look, so the last week, basically, we've been, I've been, something that was on, on my mind, it's working for maybe 15, 20 of my Chaveri, and Rosh Hashiv, and Rosh Hashiv, and other places. They share him, whatever it is, each one different. One, one Rosh Hashiv told me, he said, the main reason he finds, when, when someone gets a Gashmak and learning, is the first time they feel that they can do it. They feel they can matzliach in something and they can do it and they know it well. Suddenly they start feeling gashma. They start feeling connection. So that's the first point. On the second point. The second point. The person feels, like I said, what makes it, gives the person the drive is what's, what, what's unique? What am I doing? Where is this my thing? Now, this also takes a bit of time. This takes a bit of time. And that's the second point we want to why. why when we explain how to Hazara is use your own words to clarify things. Don't just read the Gemara again and again. Use it, say it yourself. Because what's the Chachman behind when I tell you guys to do that? Because that's when you start to express your koifas. That's when you start to express your talents, your ability. This is, I, I thought, I tried to explain the Gemara, I had my way of doing it. I, had, I wrote out a chart, it's, it's my opinion, it's like, I've found a way to put it all together. Or, a way to summarize everything, it's mine. And just like a maggot chair feels good when it's his chair, or a shiv, it's his chair, clearly, or a machaber, it's his safer, it's all driving the same instinct in the person of, this is mine. It's like a person could feel about my business, or my project, or my whatever it is. So, wherever you make Torah yours, then you feel the sense of connection to it. If you would write, uh, your own, in your own words, a summary of every day in the second public service, you put effort into it, I guarantee you, you wouldn't want to stop. You want to finish the second. If I could do one paragraph, I have my notebook, which is my, the whole paragraph. I've written that myself. I want to hold the second. And if you have on your shelf one file of my notebook service, they want another second also. They want to finish us. Because once I feel this is something is mine, I've got, this is my chalik in this second. We recall, I have found my chalik in there. It doesn't have to be there has to be something which I feel this is mine. This is mine. It's my effort. It's my way of doing it. It's my understanding of it. Good. And I want more. Because it's something that I feel invested in. And I feel that it's not just what am I doing? It's 
it's another hundred of thousand bachim here. And what are you doing different? No, I feel that I found something which is my way of doing it, and then I feel a connection with it. It's also the Gemara, also the Vedizah. The Amar Rav. Kim b'teras Hashem cheftzai v'terosa yegeyam v'nega. It's not the b'teras Hashem, it finishes as terosa. And then the Gemara says, terosa, that when a person starts as teras Hashem, when he's put his end to it, now says terosa, it becomes his terosa. When I put effort into something, now this is my terror, this is my way of explaining it, this is my way of understanding it, this is my way of writing it up, this is my way of reviewing it. It becomes mine. But once something becomes mine, then it fuels the drive that a person has for his individuality. Just think. For yourself. Imagine if you have a set of swarm, your summaries on chess. You have a set of recordings, your shirim on every misakhtar. Right? A person thinks like it. He's done it once. He's given one khabar. He's written that one shikul tarah, whatever it is. And he feels good. I have my chenek here. This is mine. This is my way of working, my idea, my whatever it is. So you want more. That's the second That's the second point to learn. Like I'm saying, it doesn't need big kiddushin. It just needs, they have to use my mind to understand. That's all. That's all. If I'm just rereading the words of the Gemara, then it's not me. I'm just reading the words of the Gemara. Right, I'm using my mind to understand, to explain, to, to say it in the way I understand it. I'm using me. Once it is me, then I feel this is my, this is something which is, so to speak, my 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 project, my commitment. Then I feel that second drive. It's this is mine. And the third drive, third drive, which is like we said, the drive for meaning. So on the one hand, what's more meaningful than terror? But it doesn't work like that by itself. Because like we said, people understand terror is meaningful. For sure, I'm convinced that terror is worth a lot. Whatever other god you want to call. But people feel, what's meaningful about matter? And the reason people feel like that is because they don't feel they're getting anywhere. They don't feel they're achieving anything. Right? Because what do we know already? And we don't understand properly anyway. And we don't remember anything anyway. So what's meaningful about that? And the question is a good question. Maybe it's like a good question. And therefore, this is something which, like I said, is a third stage that comes later. Perhaps, if you've ever had the opportunity to teach somebody else, then you start to see this meaning in, terror, in your terror. Because look, I can teach you somebody else. Someone else doesn't understand something, I can explain it to you. Or someone asks me, Shaila, and you don't answer. The feeling of meaning doesn't just come from the idea that it's something important. It's when I see that it makes a difference. Now, any of these three, any of these three, if they connect into one of those internal factors in a person, like I said, a person's inner drive for enjoyment, a person's inner drive for individuality, a person's inner drive for meaning. Any of those three, if, if, if a person finds expression of that in terror, he'll stay in terror. If my geschmack is understanding, or thinking of as far, or, answer, or, or knowing something well, or whatever it's going to be, then I want, I, want, I want that feeling of satisfaction, so I'm going to keep doing it. If this is where I find an expression of myself, my unique talents, my, my style, my whatever it is, I'm going to keep with it. The more, if I see why this is meaningful, first of all to me, it's not just that it's meaningful to me because it's changing me in some way, because it's doing something for me, so I'm going to keep with it. The person learns most and they see it's changing them. The person learns halakha and they see they know what to do, so they see meaning, so there will be a reason to keep it up. Fine. So that's why we took a step back. We took a step back. 
what are we trying to do? It's not just to help us learn. It's also to help us connect in some way to one of the real the principles which are going to keep us learning. There's one thing, which, is, which just like Hashem created these three drives in a person, we'll finish in one minute, there's one thing which stands against that in a person. A counterpoint, an anchor, which works against all of these three drives. And that is, a person's naturally lazy. He doesn't want to do something. It's just easy not to do anything. Yes, I would enjoy it if I go and do it. Yes, I would get a lot of it if I would, if I would make the effort, but it's hard. It's easy just to do nothing. It's easy just to do nothing. And that's why it's hard to stop, because uh, I make the effort to get up and do something. Yeah, I know if I would do it, I would enjoy it, but it's just it's easy. It's more comfortable not to. Tell me that. Yeah, it's all right. We want to achieve, that's, that's up to us to do. And this is a tragedy, because there's so many, also, people who've told me that if they want, if they put in the effort, they would achieve enough. But it's just that's easy not to. That's the one point no one can do for you. The person has to start off the effort. Start off, the, I'm going to go, go, get up and do something. I'm going to get up and try. Because when a person tries, then everything else works. Then when a person starts to learn, he starts to enjoy it, he starts to feel it's doing something for him, it'll keep him going. He has to start. He has to start. And the attitude is, ah, it's too hard to start. Or it's too hard to do different. Or it's too hard to try harder. So that's, what start, that's the icker thing which starts the person in the beginning. And as a result of that, he never has the opportunity to try out what it means to enjoy learning, to achieve a learning. And it's a tragedy because then that's a, whatever a person could have become, it never even began. He never, he never started the process. Like I said, before, Shiva can produce Kedodim. The Shiva can make a Mechaev, which a person has to do. The factor which is going to push the person has to be himself. And if a person, that natural, so to speak, atlas, the person is not going to, not going to work harder, is what's going to prevent him ever achieving anything.